millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Welcome, welcome, everybody. My name is Sean. I am going to be your captain for today's video, and what we're going to talk about is this Kyle Kalinske video where he talks about prisons and whatnot and clearly and obviously has no clue what he's discussing. By the way, thank you to Stephen Michael Davis for sending me over this video. Go subscribe to his channel. His last couple of videos have been absolute bangers. He's putting in the work, putting out more content. Definitely could use your support. And this video wouldn't be possible without him sending it over to me. So Matt Walsh is out there. Matt Walsh in again. By the way, his Twitter was hacked the other day. Um, and... uh person was going in whoever hacked him was going in ski but i think he got control of his account back but um this was prior to his account hacking he had done this segment i'm not saying they're linked by the way i have no idea if the person who hacked him watched this uh this video but um he has really leaned in on a couple issues one of them of course is the trans panic uh he cannot stop talking about that and then one of the other things is crime He's a, he's a big culture warrior. So the setup for this video is that Kyle Kalinske is talking about a viral video from Matt Walsh where he's discussing the need for an increase in incarceration. Now, we will talk about that a little bit later on in this video, but I do want to point out that Kyle is identifying Matt Walsh as more of a culture warrior than an economic conservative, and I largely agree except for the fact that Kyle fails to acknowledge that crime is not simply a culture war issue. It is a foundational issue in the United States of America, and as we've discussed time and time again, I feel like I make this video every week now, crime has huge impacts on the economy. It drives people into poverty, not the other way around, but unsurprisingly, Kyle Kalinske has that completely backwards. So Matt Walsh said some things related to prisons. I will react specifically to what Walsh said and where I agree and where I disagree, and then we'll talk about Kyle Kalinske's absolutely pitiful response to this question. I view him as more of a culture warrior than like, you know, an economic conservative. I'm sure he is also economic, uh, or excuse me, I'm sure I'm sure he's also conservative on economics, but he doesn't like lead with that. It's all more culture war stuff. So here he is. He's going to talk about crime, the scourge of crime, and the I find the argument he makes here really incredible because in order for him to believe this, he has to accept a very basic premise, which I'm going to lay out for you in a minute. And if he does believe this, 
it would be astonishing. So let's watch. So remember that Kyle's setup is that Matt Walsh is going to say a thing and we're going to react to this thing. But I'm going to point out that we need to discuss what the underlying premise is behind Matt Walsh's argument, because in order for Matt Walsh to make the case for mass incarceration, he has to buy into something that Kyle describes as astonishing. And Kyle's going to make the case for how ridiculous and crazy whatever Matt Walsh is going to put forward. So just just wait, because Kyle Kalinske is going to bring the facts and the data because remember he's the policy wonk on the left as he says time and time again even though there's absolutely no basis for that but of course much of the violence we see in places like chicago is not racial you know the business owners being chased out of these cities are often not white the victims of violence in these cities are most often not white so this is a far-reaching problem that would still exist even if white people hadn't been selected as the assigned villain group in modern america situation would be a little bit better in these cities most likely if that hadn't happened but um uh, but that alone would not solve the problem. Uh, if you want to solve the problem, there are two basic solutions. Um, and no solution that excludes these two points can ever hope to solve anything. Number one, you have to round up the criminals and throw them in prison. And I know this is not exactly a mind-blowing insight, or at least it shouldn't be. But the only way to restore order is to impose severe penalties on those causing the disorder. So first of all, Matt Walsh is transitioning from one part of this video. It was just clipped right here where he's talking about anti-white violence, which, by the way, is wildly disproportionate from black people as compared to white on black violence. You could look at the numbers for yourself. But what he's saying is that overall, even if we address that issue, if we kind of like stemmed the racial hatred from that community, that's only a small portion of the overall violence, which, of course, is disproportionately high amongst the black community itself thus we would still have a giant crime problem in the united states of america again hold on to that thought because we're going to address that point specifically among other points in this video that's that's the only way through it if there isn't enough room in the prisons then build new ones okay build 50 new prisons if you have to and if you don't have the money for it then raise the taxes in these cities or raise the taxes all the time anyway this may be the first time I've ever seen a conservative commentator actively advocate for raising taxes. When it comes to, we got to lock up more people. We need 50 new prisons. If you have to raise taxes to do it, raise taxes to do it. Wow. He would never say those words like, hey, man, we have 45,000 people dying because they don't have health care. If you got to raise taxes to get those people get raise taxes, 500,000 medical bankruptcies, it's the number one cause of bankruptcy. We can't allow it. If you got to raise taxes, raise taxes for it. But for more prisons, he's all in. So we don't have time to get into a long-winded healthcare conversation, but I do want to point out, because this can be done relatively quickly, that Kyle Kalinske's reference to how many people die without health insurance comes from one specific study that I believe was out of Washington State that involved a very small sample size and estimates extrapolated based off of that. On top of that, the groups that didn't have access to Medicaid versus those who got Medicaid were not very similar in age and all of the relevant factors. So this extrapolation is based solely on bad data. So let's just clear that up, make that 
100% known before we go forward, because I want to talk about Matt Walsh's stance on building more prisons, because Kyle does not realize that it actually fulfills one of the needs that he wants to talk about a little bit later. But again, the left has this weird idea that if you build new prisons, then you're automatically going to fill them with a bunch of new people. And this is incredibly misleading. I also want to point out really quickly that the reason why you would be in favor of more prisons is because government has an obligation to protect threats to your liberty, threats to your life, and punish people who violate the rights of others, which is what criminals do when they steal from you, kill you, assault you, or any of those things. So yes, that would be within the proper function of government, but Matt Walsh does not believe you have the right to items like healthcare, so obviously this is a perfectly consistent stance from Matt Walsh, but Kyle doesn't understand that because, you know, he's he's Kyle Kalinske. Oh, man, this guy. He's something. I gotta give him that. He is something. Democrats love raising taxes, so raise them again. So that the community can pay for prisons to put all their violent scumbags in, into. Okay. I mean, I think you guys get the gist of it. So, his brilliant idea to uh, fix society is, bro, you gotta lock up the criminals, bro. That's what you gotta do. Okay. Matt... You do know that we are, we already do mass incarceration. In fact, pulled this up here for you. Incarceration rates. I don't know why this one compares New York, but you get the gist of it. You see the U.S. and everybody else there. Comparing New York and founding NATO countries. We lock up 664 people for every 100,000 in the population. Look at the UK, look at Portugal, look at Canada, look at France, look at Belgium, look at Italy, Luxembourg, Denmark, Netherlands, Norway, Iceland. So Karl Kalinske says, we already do mass incarceration. Look at our prison population compared to any of these other countries. And New York is weirdly on this map. But that just goes to show you that America, very, very, very prison happy, very, very locked people up and all that. Also, this data in particular might be outdated and we'll talk about it in a little bit. But yeah, this is the setup. America locks up way more people than all of these other countries. And yeah, just, just, just pay attention to that because, you know, that's, that's weird, right? The United States of America lock, locks people up very disproportionately compared to these other founding NATO countries. I mean, just to pick a random one here, Italy, we lock up 664 per 100,000. They lock up 89 per 100,000. So my question for Matt Walsh is, and he says, lock up more. Lock up more. My question for Matt Walsh is this. Do you think Americans are just more violent and more criminal by their very nature? The answer is yes. The the answer is 100% yes. Americans are more violent. 100%. It's undeniable, Kyle. Yes, 100%. And you know what? Go further than that. Whether you think it's nature or if you think it's nurture slash culture slash environmental or whatever... Are we this much more criminal? Uh, Yes, Kyle, 100%. Americans are significantly more violent. We've had high rates of violent crime for long periods of time throughout the history of this country. It is an undeniable fact. I like how you absurd it, and then you talk about, oh, in their nature or whatever, but you don't actually pull up any stats, which I'm going to do to show you how absurd this claim actually is. Than other countries. So, we're look, are we just worse people? 
Because I know he's tough on crime. He would say criminals are bad people. So if you guys are unaware of Kyle Kalinske's argument tactics, one of the things that he likes to do is talk in a Cartman voice or talk in other various stupid voices as he's making his baseless assertions about what he's trying to push in terms of policy. So a perfect example is what he's doing right here, where he says, is America more violent than any of these other modern Western countries? I mean, he's going to do the angry voice to show you how ridiculous that is until you actually look at the statistics and I'm going to put them up on screen so you can see undoubtedly the answer is yes. Uh, yes, Americans have higher rates of violent crime. Look at this chart, the homicide chart in comparison of the United States to our European counterparts. And what you'll find out is that we are minimum five times higher than your average European country. On top of that, we have some breakdowns that compare Americans by similar demographics to our European counterparts. And what you find out is, of course, and you guys know this, black Americans are significantly more violent than the average European, but even white Americans have a homicide rate that is higher than the average European. So yes, 100%, undoubtedly, Americans are more violent. Kyle, you could have looked this up instead of talking in a stupid voice. And also, I just want to point out that he's saying that Matt Walsh wants this, like, mass, mass incarceration. Right? So are we just worse people? The numbers don't lie, right? We're already doing mass incarceration. You want to do even bigger mass incarceration, massive mass incarceration. As if two things weren't undoubtedly true. First and foremost, one of those things is that mass incarceration completely and totally worked. It 100% addressed the issue that it was intended to do, which, of course, was to incapacitate criminals. This is one of the reasons why you'll see people on the left often cite this Brennan Center report, which says that mass incarceration stopped working after the year 2000, which is interesting because most of the increase in the prison population predates that. And all they're demonstrating is that mass incarceration, like anything, works to a certain point, And then after a while, even if you keep doing it, you're going to get diminishing returns. Also not acknowledged by Kyle Kalinske, because again, this video has no numbers, no stats, nothing like that. It just has him making stupid voices because that's all he got in terms of arguments is that the United States prison population is going down. In fact, the United States prison population is at its lowest point since 1995. Now, to be clear, Kyle put forward that 600 per 100,000 number. The number I'm presenting to you right now is about 800. But this number includes jails and prisons. People often will separate them out because obviously jails and prisons serve varying functions and whatnot. But yeah, our incarceration rate has actually dropped dramatically in the United States of America. And wouldn't you know it, at the same time that we dropped to 1995 levels, we saw spikes in crime. Why? Because mass incarceration actually did work. And I know Kyle's going to talk about rehabilitation a little later on, but as we've addressed on this channel multiple different times, the purpose of a prison is not to rehabilitate. That's nice. I would be in favor of it. Everybody would be in favor if we could send a violent person to a place and they would come out a stunning and brave member of society. But in reality, we acknowledge that that's incredibly difficult to do. So what we do with our prisons is incapacitate criminals, remove them from society so they can't reoffend. You think that's some sort of a solution? So, you, I mean, it's it's just a logical deduction, right? It's like a tautology. You're saying, yeah, Amer Americans are just worse. We're just worse than the rest of the world. I don't know, man. That would seem like kind of a 
anti-American take? Kind of an unpatriotic take? That would seem like kind of an anti-American take. No, Kyle, it's an acknowledgement of the facts. Americans have higher rates of violent crime as compared to our European counterparts. Certain groups in the United States of America have higher rates of violent crime compared to other places that are notorious for high crime rates. Obviously, because black Americans' homicide rate is so disproportionately high, that raises the overall American homicide rate. But even in a one-to-one comparison, you see that the murder rate is actually higher amongst white Americans as compared to our European counterparts. This has been a feature of the United States of America for a long time, and even though they're much more similar to their European counterparts, it's hard to ignore the fact that, yes, throughout all of American history, we've had higher rates of crime. Hey, what do you want to say? My fellow American uh, citizens are just that much more criminal. We're just more criminal than everybody else in the world. We're just worse. Again, Kyle is not comparing the United States of America to everybody else in the world. He's using a comparison to other NATO countries, which, again, these countries are completely different societies. And he's not even comparing the criminality. He's just asserting that the criminality must be similar, even though it definitely isn't, based on the disparity in incarceration. By the way, one of the most obvious things, the first thing you learn when you take Corrections 101, is that the reason the United States has the large prison population is because we have higher violent crime all these myths about us throwing potheads into prison for long sentences are not true the basis of it an apples to apples of violent crime to violent crime comparison shows the united states of america consistently has a higher rate of violent crime we're just more prone to violence it's just that's just how it is yes a hundred percent true borne out by the statistics for a long time in the united states of america I know you're asserting it like it's a ridiculous notion, but it has been proven out throughout decades in this country, ever since we started tracking crime statistics, in case you were curious, Kyle. It's just, you know, however it got this way, I don't know, but that's just how it is. Do you really believe that? Do you really believe that? Yes, it is an assertion that is fully supported by the evidence, Kyle. Do I need to show you more charts that compare crime rates in the United States to our European counterparts? I mean, just to pick a random one here, Italy, we lock up 664 per 100,000. They lock up 89 per 100,000. So, my question for Matt Walsh is, and he says, lock up more. Lock up more. My question for Matt Walsh is this. Do you think Americans are just more violent and more criminal? Also, I find it incredibly hilarious that Kyle's random country that he selected, of all the countries on this board, would be Italy, because Italy has one of the oldest populations in the world. In fact, if you have larger countries in your comparison group, they're the number three. If you broaden out to include a lot of smaller countries, then it actually is in the top five. But yeah, Kyle, obviously, 100%, undeniably, older people are going to commit less crime overall than younger people. J- just in case you were curious about that, Mr. Oh, I'm going to make assertions about the data, but I'm not actually going to address or bring up any of the data because it completely refutes my point. But why would I need that? Because I could just talk in stupid voices. Now, again, he goes a step further. He said, yeah, let's lock up more people. But he's also been clear on the record. He wants to, like, increase the drug war and make the penalties penalties more strict and more severe i mean i think he said he wants to put like drug dealers to death or something like that so matt walsh has asserted that and by the way i want to be clear i'm not on board for that but i do want to say it's actually not that outrageous in the american context if you remember the george floyd case he had a friend that was in the vehicle with him that was actually his drug dealer and one of the reasons why he did not testify at the trial is because he didn't get an immunity deal from the prosecution and under minnesota's law you could actually 
be charged with third degree murder if you gave drugs to somebody and they ultimately ended up dying from that. Now, I'm not asserting in the affirmative 100% that George Floyd died from the drugs that this person gave him, but he was concerned enough and his lawyer was concerned enough based on the likely defense that was going to be put on from Chauvin that testifying in the trial without an immunity deal would open him up to prosecution later down the line. So it's actually not absurd to say that we treat these drug dealers like they are murderers because certain states in the union and not even particularly right-wing states already do so now i don't actually believe in matt walsh's plan there i think he's being a little bit overzealous and i could make arguments against it but i do agree with building out the prison capacity for a number of reasons that kyle just cannot understand look what i would contend to you Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com
violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Guys, is thing like stuff like drug crimes, nonviolent, victimless drug crimes, selling cocaine, selling weed, doing cocaine, doing weed. You know, these are people making their own decisions. Now, some people might be able to handle it. Others might not. Maybe they get addicted or whatever. But these are not things that merit you should be locked in a cage. I would free every single nonviolent drug offender in the entire country. That's great, Kyle. Uh, you do that, and we'll still have one of the largest prison populations in the world because the reason we have one of the largest prison populations in the world is because we're a modern Western country that takes crime seriously, and we have significantly more violent crime than our comparable country. So you can do that. You could pretend that we live in this fantasy land where we have all these drug offenders. You could cite data that I hear people cite consistently that says this percentage and is such a high percentage that only refers to federal prisons, which is not a significant portion of the American prison population. But in reality, the reason we have so many people in prison is because of violent crime. That's what I would do. So then you tick down that, uh, you know, this uh, this number quite a bit. No, no, no. You actually, you actually, a hundred percent would not, Kyle. It, it would not take it down quite a bit. Just, just in case you were curious, it would definitely not. But yeah, on for like violent, actual violent crimes, murder, rape, robbery, whatever. Yeah, you want to, those people. Uh, there needs to be punishment and rehabilitation, and there's a logic to making sure you protect society by having a basic function of a jail or a prison, right? So I'm in favor of that, but. I would contend to you that overall, if we had a system that made sense, overall these numbers would be lower. And by the way, just so you know, all of the data shows when you have a criminal justice system that's actually geared towards rehabilitation, as they do, for example, in many of the Scandinavian countries, what's called the recidivism rate, which is like, hey, if they get out, are they going to commit a crime again? That number goes way down. So in other words, if you treat people like people and you actually try to rehabilitate them in many instances, these people get their act together and get their life together. They need a little bit of attention, a little bit of care. They need a, to, to learn things. They need a hands-on approach. And all the evidence is there in other countries that when you do this, people don't commit crimes anymore. They get out and they get their act together. Again, Kyle, you're just ridiculous and absurd. In the countries that he's going to refer to, which are Scandinavian countries, they have significantly lower overall rates of violent crime. So they don't have a problem with repeat offenders in the same way that we have. On top of that... We don't know how to rehabilitate people. It's all fine and dandy to say that you're in favor of rehabilitation. But in reality, what tends to happen is that the prisoners who are going to be rehabilitated are the ones that are going to be rehabilitated and the ones that are going to reoffend are the ones that are going to reoffend. And we have a lot of trouble delineating from the two. And one of the things that, that we find time and time again, whenever we examine successful rehabilitation programs is that these often suffer from selection bias and they're not broadly applicable. On top of that, one of the features of Scandinavian prisons and European prisons is that their population density is typically significantly less, 
which we can achieve by building more prisons, which would actually reduce overall violence within the prison. So this is actually a point to Walsh's point, and one of the reasons why I'm in favor of building more prisons, because I actually don't want all these inmates stacked on top of each other committing violent crimes against them. I want them spread out so that we can have them in the best possible scenario that they can re-enter society, but also I'm here to punish them and remove them from society so they're not re-offended. And so he would never be in favor of that. He's definitely not in favor of any sort of rehabilitation. He's just in favor of punishment. And he wants to lock up more people, including people who do non-violent crimes. And Lord only knows how far he'd go, but he looks at this number and says, those are rookie numbers. You got to get them up more, 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 more. So I just want to point out that Matt Walsh said that he was in favor of executing drug dealers because they kill significantly more people. And also, it is a complete and utter straw man to say that anyone is not in favor of rehabilitation. The thing is, is that saying you're in favor of rehabilitation is about as valuable as saying that you're in favor of good things. Because obviously, if I told you option A was we send you to a place where you're a bad person and in a set period of time you come out as a productive member of society everybody would sign on for that but the thing is that is a lot easier said than done i implore kyle who doesn't bring up any relevant data throughout the whole course of the segment to look into the data related to rehabilitation and look into it critically and by the way the most important point is what he would never want to attack the root of the problem what's the root of the problem poverty If people are being raised in dilapidated cities with broken families, with no money, no hope, no chance to get out, a society that hasn't created the social safety nets to give these people a chance, what do you expect is going to happen? You want to find a way to make less criminals? If you massively reduce poverty, you will massively reduce the number of crimes and the number of criminals. There's no doubt about it. So one of the things I absolutely love every time the left talks about crime is they'll make dramatic assertions like that and make the claim that there is no doubt that if you address the root cause, i.e. poverty, then there's no doubt that will actually lower crime. But here's the thing. Not only is this not true, but it's actually 100% wrong, and it 100% led to an increase in crime, in fact, the largest increase in crime in American history. This is called the era of penal welfareism. This is what happened pre the giant crime surge from the 60s all the way to 1995. I will read you an excerpt from this article that I often cite in my videos. It's linked in the description. I highly recommend you read it because what you'll find out is that we have tried all of the things that the lefties had put forward before. Rather than focus on incapacitation, by the way, this is jailing offenders so they can't be in society, so they can't commit further crimes, the criminal justice system of this era was geared toward reshaping offenders' behavior. The reigning norm was what sociologist David Garland called penal welfareism, which held that penal measures ought, where possible, to be rehabilitative interventions rather than negative retributive punishments. Policy increasingly shifted responsibility from criminal justice professionals to experts in rehabilitation. Criminal justice, writes Garland, became the territory of probation officers, social workers, psychologists, psychiatrists, child guidance experts, educationalists, and social reformers of all kinds. 
These reformers saw the system not as a way to deter or control crime directly, but instead to undo society's harmful influence on the criminal, a therapeutic approach that often goes hand-in-hand with root causes thinking. During the post-war era, the punitive components of the criminal justice system withered. The incarceration rate declined between 1961 and 1976, and by 1981, murderers averaged a sentence of just five years, while rapists got 3.4 years. The economic and penological conditions of roughly half a century ago were as close as one could get to the ideal of today's reformers. Everyone assumed that the combination of favorable economic conditions and a rehabilitation and rights-focused criminal justice system should make crime a non-issue. So what happened? crime soared. And again, the surge was specifically tied to the era of Lyndon Johnson's Great Society, aka the War on Poverty, aka massive welfare spending in society. You want to find a way to make less criminals? If you massively reduce poverty, you will massively reduce the number of crimes and the number of criminals. There's no doubt about it. And not only did crime soar, but again, it rose faster and to higher levels than any time during the Great Depression. If you wanted a test case on whether or not poverty was the cause of crime, this would debunk it. If you wanted a test case on whether or not anti-poverty programs, welfare programs were the solution to crime, this should destroy that. We know where this is going, where he's going to redirect to Scandinavia as if the Scandinavians and the Americans are comparable societies. Again, just look at the homicide rates over the past 60 years. There is no doubt about it at all. Which, by the way, oh, would you look at that? What a shocker. All of those Scandinavian countries that I just referenced, which have phenomenal social safety nets, which look out for everybody, they have very few criminals. Of course, you knew for a fact we were going to get to this point because this is the point that the left always gets to, despite the fact that it absolutely makes no sense at all whatsoever. So first and foremost, Kyle says the root cause is poverty. Somebody go put out an APB for poverty. If you know what poverty is wearing, leave me a description of her clothes in the description of this video so we can go out and arrest poverty because according to Kyle, the real issue is poverty. Ignore the fact that countries with significantly more poverty will have lower crime rates than countries that are wealthier. Ignore the fact that crime has gone up in periods of time where economics have been good and the average income, median income, and all that have gone up. It's poverty. You definitely got to address poverty. We, we must go out and arrest poverty. Which have phenomenal social safety nets, which look out for everybody. They have very few criminals. Ignore that certain demographics, while they're in poverty, like Asians or historically Jewish people, commit very little crime in the United States of America, and just say it's definitely 100%, without any shadow of a doubt, poverty. Wow! It's almost like if you give people health care, and you give people education, and you give people a roof over their head, and you give people a decent amount of money where they can survive and thrive, it's almost like if you meet people's basics... They don't end up trying to rob the corner store or murder the person two streets over. Turns out that doesn't happen. Wow. So he would never want to get to the root of the problem. Akau, I don't expect people, because they're lacking money, to start raping other people. Everybody who talks about how, oh, it's definitely the poverty, we definitely have to arrest poverty, can't ever explain to me why somebody who's in poverty 
also has a higher rate. Also, I just want to point out that the same areas that have high rates of robbery, high rates of murder, also typically tend to have high rates of rape. And it's kind of inarguable that rape is this crime of economic desperation. On top of that, even if poverty were the root cause of crime, it does not mean it's the most efficient mechanism to which you would address crime. And the example that I like to give on this channel relates to earthquakes. The root cause of earthquakes is the shifting of tectonic plates. Now, if I gave you a billion dollars to deal with the problem of earthquakes, how would you spend that money? Would you spend all of it on the root cause trying to control tectonic plates? Or would you understand that that is a complicated, expensive, time-consuming process that doesn't address the immediate concerns of earthquakes, which is death and damage to buildings. Logically, you would put more of that money into earthquake-proofing and address the consequences because sometimes that's the most efficient way to deal with the issue. When it comes to crime, even if we buy in that poverty is the root cause, we spent trillions of dollars on the war on poverty, and that doesn't address the fact that people are getting murdered today trying to revitalize the cities. And again, it's a fool's errand because as I've said time and time again and has been proven out by the facts, crime drives poverty that drives businesses out of the cities and makes them more dilapidated it ruins the opportunity going forward so you have what's going on completely backwards from kyle kalinsky's point of view so everything he's saying is 100 percent wrong even if you buy into it his solution that automatically just because i can save root cause that's the most efficient way to deal with the problem is also wrong it's called the root cause fallacy and in comparison incarceration which is the incapacitation of violent repeat offenders is a much more sensible and logical and cost-effective solution in comparison to looking for and trying to address root causes, especially when you're trying to deal with a crime spike in the moment. You want to find a way to make less criminals? If you massively reduce poverty, you will massively reduce the number of crimes and the number of criminals. There's no doubt about it. Uh, yes, there is 100% doubt about it, Kyle. 100% undeniable just look at americans average income look at the poverty rate in the united states of america and compare that to the crime rate and you will be a hundred percent doubted in that assertion because it's not borne out by the data it's not like crime and poverty correlate they don't even correlate crime has gone up significantly as incomes have gone up as poverty has been reduced crime has gone down during periods of time like the great recession where relative poverty has gone up so no, Kyle, you're just wrong in every possible way. And it's a bit embarrassing that you don't try to pull up any data. You just assert this and your audience buys into it because Matt Walsh bad. Yet I have the data on my side and I'm willing to go toe to toe on these issues with anybody because I'm all in favor of naming and shaming the crime deniers in our society. Oh, would you look at that? What a shocker. All of those Scandinavian countries that I just referenced, which have phenomenal social safety nets, which look out for everybody, they have very few criminals. Wow. 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 Wow, Kyle. The welfare state in Scandinavia actually done reduced the crime in Scandinavia, according to Kyle Kalinske. Now, that's an interesting assertion. It's an interesting claim. However, it's not supported by the facts because, again... I put up a homicide chart that goes back from 2010, 60 years, and you can see clearly and obviously that the United States homicide rate is five times the rate 
before the Scandinavian welfare system. And by the way, people of Scandinavian descent, when they come to the United States of America, an apples to apples comparison, don't become 5x more of a criminal. They also don't commit crimes here. So it also has to do with the culture, a culture that predates their welfare state. In fact, what we often find when we're researching Scandinavia and comparing it to the United States of America is the exact opposite of Kyle Kalinske's assertion. Whatever Scandinavian country or whatever period of time where they have increased social safety net as compared to the other countries of Scandinavia, they don't actually move further away from the United States in metrics like happiness and all those other things. They move closer to the United States. So big government and welfare spending doesn't work in Scandinavia any better than it works in the United States of America. America, but make no mistake, that's a completely separate argument from what we're talking about now, because what we're talking about now is how even before these welfare systems existed, their homicide rate was significantly lower than the United States. In fact, all of the positive indicators from Scandinavia compared to the United States existed and to a greater extent prior to the Scandinavian welfare states being instituted. It's just a fact you can look it up. Again, unlike Kyle, I actually have the charts related to crime rate rather than just making wild assertions that are not based on anything because I actually have an audience that expects me to, you know, bring information and cite sources rather than talking in a goofy voice and thinking that's sufficient. If we had a thriving social democracy where everybody had health care, everybody had education, everybody had high wages, everybody had a, a decent shot, a community that actually is a community, you're going to have fewer criminals. You just are. You just are. So instead of instead of addressing this from the root, which is the poverty, the extreme uh, depravity, the terrible situations that people are living in. Kyle, like I said earlier on, you can go back and rewatch that. Root causes are not more important than any other type of cause. If you can address something by getting after the immediate cause or the immediate effects or whatever, you don't have to worry about the root cause. So no, Kyle, that's not an intelligent thing to say. It's a fallacy. It's kind of absurd. And I can use analogy after analogy to prove this point. But I think my earthquake one kind of really hits the nail on the head. And there really needs to not be said anything more about it. Instead of addressing it from the, the root, he goes right to, man, eh, nothing we can do about it. Criminals are just criminals and lock up more people. Wow. Again, he just closes out by saying root, root cause, root cause, root cause, as if that's an intelligent point. Kyle, it isn't. Newsflash, even if you were properly identifying root causes appropriately, that still doesn't mean, as I said before, that that's the most efficient way or the most effective way to address a problem. Very intelligent there. Matt. Yes, it is actually significantly more intelligent than what you asserted, which is, oh, is there any evidence that America is really more violent historically or by our nature or by our society than uh, than, than Italy, one of the oldest countries in the world right now? Uh, absolutely not. To pay no attention to the fact that I'm not pulling up any crime data. Kyle, you're wrong. It's embarrassing. This was an absolutely shameful performance. And it just goes to show you how lazy some of these creators get because they can essentially get by on this reputation that they've never actually proven that they're somehow these amazing policy wonks. It is not the case. He didn't even know the proper places to look. He didn't even know that America's crime rate as compared to Europe is vastly different, yet he asserts it 
And all of a sudden, people are just supposed to buy into it, and it's like, oh, Matt Walsh got owned because he's somebody that the left doesn't like. No, you're wrong. You're incorrect. Not even close. And that's all I really have for you guys today. Thank you so much for watching. If you liked the video, show them by leaving a like. Subscribe for more content. Follow me on all my social media. Support me via the support links in the description of this video. This has been me talking about Kyle Kalinske's failed criminal justice take. Till next time. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.